0: Welcome, everyone, to our NCAA Social Series. I'm Andy Katz, and I'm pleased and honored to be joined by the 2021 NCAA Woman of the Year, Kendall Cornyn. She was an All-American outfielder at Augustana University. For those that don't know, that is in South Dakota. And she now is in med school at Iowa. There is nothing that this woman cannot do obtain in her life and her career because it's all out in front of her. Let's first go backwards here. Congratulations. Um, When you first heard the news that you were even nominated for this honor, what was your reaction?
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think that was this summer. And I I was just like, what? What are you doing? And I think the conversation was with my assistant athletic director, Kim. And I was just like, are you sure you're like doing the right thing here? but then it just was a moment of reflection, like, oh, wow, like, you can look back on the things that you've done, Kendall, and you can be proud of, like, where, like how far you've come. Um, but yeah, just a little bit of both, like, what are you doing? And then, like, oh, maybe I did do something, I guess.
0: <laughs> so as you take that self-reflection, I want to get to the softball here in a minute, and obviously what you're doing currently. But as you took stock in what you had accomplished, what stood out?
1: I guess, I mean, softball, it's easy to look back on and, you know, think about, like, what you've done. I mean, with your team, like, I was always around my teammates. So, like, we we were always aware of all the good things and we were very good. There are stats. What? Sorry. There are
0: stats. Exactly. Something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to keep track of. And you're, you're around those people all the time. So you're constantly talking. And just Augie has a good program to begin with. So you know it's going to be good. Um, but just those, like, Things that aren't recorded all the time or aren't talked about all the time. Um, Just the hours I spent in the hospital, the patients that I got to spend time with and just try to make their hospital stay better. It's just like the impact, you know, that they had on me, but also I guess I made their week better and just kind of putting those moments into my head and just, I don't know, thinking about what it actually meant beyond just going there and doing the actions.
0: So let's feel that back. What, What kind of impact did those patients have on you?
1: Oh, there's a few that stick out. Um, so I was a pediatric companion. So basically I went into the hospitals every Sunday afternoon, evening, and kind of helped give the parents a break if they wanted to leave or, you know, go get some food or check up on their other kids or, you know, catch up on work. And so I got to like play with these children, um, who were really sick or had cancer, but they were just so hopeful and optimistic. I mean, their life outcomes, who knows what, where they're going to be, or, or, how their medical condition is going to affect them into the future. But they just in that moment were so smiley and so happy. And that to me just helped put a lot of things in perspective, like they're facing some of the hardest challenges um, in life, yet they are still able to see, you know, the good in the world. And that I will forever take with me.
0: So how did you navigate that aspect of your life of trying to enrich yourself, help others be on this path to med school, compete in softball, in the middle of a pandemic?
1: Oh gosh, the pandemic. That is just, yeah, that was an interesting time. You know, just I actually worked in healthcare at that time too. I worked in people's homes and took care of them at home. And then I actually transitioned into the hospital where I worked in the COVID unit. Um, and it was hard for me personally, just the isolation that I went through. I was working in a COVID unit, so I didn't want to be around a lot of people and just, you know, I had to take care of myself in that aspect, but then I also had to see what the effect was on everyone else and how our hospital systems were impacted. And so it just put a really great perspective on my future in healthcare and how I can approach whatever is gonna come up in the future, you know, hopefully this type of pandemic doesn't happen again, but, um, just to be prepared and see all different aspects of it from, you know, I have to take care of myself as a provider and someone caring for those people, but you know, they are also in like the worst, you know, experiences of their life and, you know, just doing everything I can to make it better for them.
0: So Kendall, this is what I love that this, you were a person who lived it, who knows it. There was no internet research here and I don't want to get political here, but I mean, you know what you're talking about because you were there as an athlete and someone who was training as a healthcare provider. How did that open your eyes into what everyone was going through, what really was happening on the ground?
1: I think the biggest thing I took away from is you just never know how this pandemic impacted someone. Um, I personally was very fortunate and didn't have any family members or friends who were affected by COVID-19 but I was also in the hospital and I saw many people who had family members, you know, um, there were multiple family members on in the hospital who had it or just uh, so many people and not everyone obviously had a great outcome. And so you just can never know what someone's experience was with COVID or how it uh, impacted them. Um, I saw people lose their mom and dads. I saw people lose their daughters. Um, and so I think just taking a step back and just being just being a good human and understanding that there is so much to this there's so much complexity with it all and just just being kind and respectful and understanding that your experience is your experience and someone else's is their own and that's okay and it's awesome to have your own perspective on things but just kind of take a step take a step back and just understanding the importance of just being kind and being a good human
0: i love that and uh you're 100 percent correct obviously you are kind and a good human but also in the sports world, we talk so much about being a good teammate. How much did what you've gone through in the medical side, did you see how it really should be applied in life, in medicine, as we talk so much about it in sports and coaches and peers that, you know, you got to be a good teammate. we got to be in this together. And yet in real life, outside of the field, that doesn't always happen. It doesn't translate. How did you see the way in which it really should.
1: That is a really neat perspective that you bring up because yeah, we talk about it all the time in softball. And I mean, look at my team, we were able to win a national title. Like we were able to reach levels of selflessness, respect for each other, um, just an insane amount of effort and drive and determination. We were able to all reach a whole different level with our team and like, look at what we accomplished. so I think that is a testament to what can happen in medicine in real life. Um, but sometimes it's difficult, obviously. Not everyone sees the same or is able to get past some, some things, you know? And so just taking that whole next step is sometimes hindered and that's okay. I mean, it's a great thing to have room for improvement and room for growth. And I mean, in medicine, it's critical to be collaborative. And I mean, I'm going into medicine I know the level of selflessness it takes. And if you ask any of my classmates, like we are here because we are 100% wanting to do that. Um, And so, I mean, sometimes when, you know, that teamwork gets a little bit iffy in medicine, I think everyone takes a step back and just understands like why we are here, um, what we're, why we became physicians in the first place, you know, what we're doing and just, yeah, the collaborative nature never goes away. Having to put people first, um, whether your patients or your like teammates in the hospital, and just understanding that people are different and respecting other people's opinions and values, but also finding a way to overcome that and, you know, reach a common goal is just in critical.
0: So you wrote a letter to yourself as a softball player, uh, and clearly softball has put you in uh, tremendous positions um, that you're going to continue to excel in. Uh, If you could just share just what softball at the collegiate level meant to you.
1: It meant so much. I never thought I would play college softball to begin with. Um, So, I mean, the sport was just so fun. Like I, I don't know if I could swing a bat actually right now. I'm kind of out of shape, but I would do anything to just go swing and hit ball. So like it was just so much fun. That is like the first thing I tell everyone but then also like the people it brought me, I would have never, I don't know, become the person who I am without, you know, my teammates. And I thought when I got to Augie that I was a good person, a good leader, a good teammate, a good classmate, a good student, but like my teammates, you know, the people that were brought to Augie to play college softball with me really helped me see, you know, what I still needed to work on and grow. And they, they just took me right with them. Um, That first year, I just, I can name so many people who are just so open and like, hey, this is the way it is here. Like, this is our culture. Like, you're going to blend right in and you're going to, you know, rise to our expectations. And so just, I think the people are just the biggest thing that softball has brought me and the biggest thing I will tell people about participating in college sport, just learning from them, hearing their own life experiences, you know, what they want to do in the world, what's important to them and just being an open sponge and like, even to my coaches and to the administration staff and the, the professors that are, you just, I mean, we're all here. We're all, you know, we're all different people. We all have goals and wants in this life. And, you know, we all bring different perspectives and just listening and learning. That's like one of the best things about college football.
0: So Kendall, one of my pet peeves is when uh division one athlete, high profile, you know, if there's a perception, well, you know, the division one, they're high profile, they claim for an X amount of fans. It can't be the same as division two, you know because you know we're on this stage. I know that is complete fallacy uh, because of the hours that you put in as a student athlete, let alone a bio and psych major and everything else that you've just accomplished during your career on the side of visiting patients and making our lives better. Um, so if you can't just the the amount of hours that you have to put in, as a college athlete, and I don't care what division you're in, how would you sum it up?
1: Oh my gosh. It's insane. But I think the best thing I tell people about the hours that I put in, in undergrad is med school is not as hard as I think it is for some people because of what I went through in undergrad. Um, that's kind of how I summarize it to people to like understand how much time I put in in undergrad. And, you know, it's the whole team. Like, we were hitting buckets of balls at like 10 10, or 10 p.m. at night or like 6 a.m. whenever we could, you know, we were practicing our normal practice, lifting our normal lifts, but then we were in the hitting building probably once a day in addition to that. Then we were also in the library, you know, then on the weekends I was volunteering usually. It's just, it's insane how much you can do, and it's so cool that I could do all of that, and yeah, it wasn't easy, but you learn, you know, what to prioritize and you know how to manage your time the best, and how to sleep. I will never sacrifice my sleep. So, I, it is possible to do all of that and still sleep. Um, you can ask my teammates. When I don't sleep, it's not a good thing. So, um, yeah, it's just insane how much time that you put into anything, and especially at the division two level. I think it's because we want to do it, we want to be good, we want to be good students, we want to be good athletes, we want to be involved in our community, and I think that is one of the best things that Division II has given me, especially at Augustina, is they are so willing to make all of that happen for you, Um, softball is only going to take me so far in life, right, I'm already done playing, Um, do I wish I could still play, probably, but you know, there's so much more to life, and I don't know, Augie is just great at expanding that viewpoint and letting us do you know whatever we set our hearts to and i mean that's just the division two student athlete for you
0: so one last thing here um your message that i uh, i'm curious if you can share we're in an era where we're trending in the right direction in gender equity uh things are changing you know different paces but things are getting better hopefully they will continue to do so what's your message For young women who are going to follow behind you, regardless of sport, regardless of division, to become a student athlete at the college level, to do everything that you want to do to set yourself up for that next stage in life?
1: I think the biggest thing I would tell anyone, you know, from the beginning is get out of this whole outcome-oriented approach to things. It's not about how many games you win. It's not about how many national titles you win, how many home runs you win what or hit, how many goals you score, what your times are in your races, that's not the point of college sports or just sports in general. Like the quicker you can become a process-oriented individual and just finding joy in every aspect of your life, of the process, like I spend so or we, my teammates and I, when I was in college, spent so much more time practicing and preparing for things than we did actually playing games. So if you can find joy and meaning in every aspect, that will take you farther than anything. And that will open up your eyes and it will allow you to, you know, get to know your teammates better. In practice, if you're so focused on how am I gonna hit next home runs or however many, whatever, in the next game, like you're not gonna be able to like, enjoy your teammates presence and learn from them and focus on them too, because you know, you're part of a team, it's not just you. And so the sooner you can focus on, you know, just the different pieces of the puzzle, And finding joy and finding meaning in all of that the better it will be for you and the more you will take out of the experience and be prepared for the rest of your life
0: and kendall your words uh, i hope continue to resonate uh about basically just being a good human be kind Mm -hmm. um you are doing that you're a champion on the field and in life uh there's no doubt about it you are going to be a highly successful doctor in it sounds like potentially pediatrics, we'll see. Uh, but uh, once again, congratulations on being named the NCAA 2021 Woman of the Year. Congratulations, Kendall.
1: Thank you so much, Andy.
0: And that'll wrap up this edition of our NCAA social series. And, and as always, you can go to ncaa.org slash social series where all of them are archived. We've had an unbelievable amount of, in incredible, inspirational conversations like this one with Kendall. Thanks for watching, everyone.